you're giving me an hour of your time, I'm going to give you my undivided attention. The word you don't want me to use, but what will happen and? is. No, there is a but. There is a but. But what happens is if I'm working a deal and something is super important, right? Someone could call me. I'm not going to answer the phone in the middle of a meeting. Yeah. When someone calls me and they send me a text message after with a 911 or a please call me, yeah. I'll say, hey, listen, out of respect for you, this might be you calling me one day and you need my help right away and it's time sensitive. Can I take two minutes and take this call? I'll be right back in. I respect and then I do that. that. You know, and that's something that when I set expectations, all about expectation settings, oh. they really appreciate it. Welcome to the Realtor-ish Podcast. I'm your host, Juliana Gainsburg. This podcast is all about helping entrepreneurs grow their business through real estate and business development strategies. In each episode, my guests and I will chat about the real when it comes to real estate. If you like what you hear, follow us on your favorite streaming platform. Welcome back to Realtor-ish Podcast. I'm your host, Juliana Gainsburg. I'm in my casual Friday casual Friday's comfy clothes. And I have another guest with us this week. His name is Brendan Carey with Core Title. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. It's a friend of mine that I have met through the business and I highly value your work ethic. So I think it matches my work ethic. Very similar. So um, today we're going to talk about um, just like different networking strategies, what you provide in your, in your line of work to your, to agents and just kind of in and around what you do and how that relates to what I do. And, um, I think that people who are listening, whether you're in real estate or you're in a different type of sales, or you're just looking to harness your crafts as far as like networking and and relationship building, then this will be something that people would want to listen to. Yeah, for sure. Listen, I'm just very appreciative of the time. Looking forward to it and uh, can't wait to get started. Okay, well, I'm going to open this first. Do your thing. What's your sugar free Red Bull? Ooh. That was nice. (laughs) I like that. No, I just like can't. On the drive here, I was like, oh, I can't wait to get to this. The sugar free Red Bull. Dom will have sugar free Red Bull. And speaking of, Dom is also drinking sugar free Red Bull today, which do you normally? Do I normally drink sugar free Red Bull? Yeah. Uh, I do not. I'm a white monster guy, but I will not disrespect you so and drink a different drink. No, I'm drinking it right now for mm-hmm. you. Chameleon. Anyway, not sponsored. Part of what we do Should be sponsored. all the time. Chameleon it. Be genuine. Be yourself, but also work That's the like, room. It's like tonality. It's like when you, for like my realtors or like people who cold call for sales, when you get on the phone and they're like, hey, or like they're like mad. <laughs> That's how they do <laughs> and it. And they're like, what do you want? And I'm like. I just wanted to see if you want to sell your house. I'm like matching their tonality. Or like Got if it. someone soft is like, hello. And I'm like, hey, this is Juliana Gainsbourg. And Kelly Williams will say, how are you today? And the old lady's like. Very soft spoken, huh? I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, you just like match them, like mirror Got matching it. their tonality. Yeah, it no, just made me think of that when you I'm, said I'm that he was doing that. I'm just a smile and dial type of guy. I pick up the phone. I smile. I look at myself in the mirror and I call. And I'm like, if I'm happy and they can feel that good energy, then they're going to be more likely to talk to me. How many, I guess you're calling agents, right? Agents, lenders, attorneys. Right. I mean, I'm still calling and trying to network with other professionals, even if they're not directly in our industry, yeah. like a carpenter, electrician, plumber, because they're out all the time meeting with yeah. people. They're in people's homes. They know if someone's going to sell their house or if they're looking to move, buy their another house, whatever it is. My line of work, I'm always just looking to help be of value to anyone. So anyone that I can help find more business, teach them something to be a better professional, that's going to put me in the best spot to maybe get a referral from them somewhere down the line or an introduction to a realtor or a lender or an attorney. So if I can just go out and help people, it doesn't matter what their profession is, somewhere down the line, it can help me. So like before we get far further into that, for people that don't know, like just explain who you are, what you do and like your title. Sure. So, um, Brendan Carey, I'm with Core Title or Core Abstract in the city. Um, licensed in Jersey, PA, also Florida and Michigan. Uh, my title specifically is a business development rep, but what I do every day is meet with great people like Juliana, Dom, other lender partners that I have. Um, and what I'm looking to do is two things always help you be better at your job and free up some time. So teach you things and help you make more money. So however I can do that, um, I try to take different strategies that maybe other title companies or other reps wouldn't. And um, it's a lot of brainstorming. It's a lot of planning. Um, we definitely do a lot of business planning for the entire year. We come up with market strategies. 
So whatever I can do really to help that person free up some time, make them a better professional and just help them find more money and more deals, that's a win for me. So that's as the company is title for people who are, if you're not in the real estate realm and you're listening to this or you're an entrepreneur or whatever it is that you're doing, that's in our states are required for you to close on your house. So title preps the deed, they do all that kind of stuff, like as far as closing and making sure that there's no liens or anything like that. Correct. And so that's like your actual business. But then what you're more t- talking about right now is <clears throat> the value that you provide the agents that work with you. Yes. So I don't touch any files. Um, what would happen is if I would meet with an agent like yourself, we would build a relationship. I try to figure out who you work with and why, what that company does for you. And then I just try to find a value add for myself. Yeah. So you could be doing a couple of deals a month with one company. I don't need to take anything off their plate. I'm a big fan of like, we can all eat together. Yeah. So if I can ultimately get you from two deals a month to three, I would just love the opportunity for that one. Try to build off of that. So how would you do that? If so I'm that's like a little a, secret if, sauce involved in that. So if I'm like a million dollar, maybe producer, let's say less than that. Maybe I'm like, I'm in my one to five first deals. Sure. What would you advise? How would you help me? So actually the people that are not doing a crazy amount of business right now are my ideal yeah. potential clients because I feel like we can grow together and I can teach you things yeah. that maybe an agent that's doing 15, 20 million dollars a year might not need from me. That agent that's doing that 15, 20 million might just need me to close the deals and have good communication and that's it. Right. But now the agent that is brand new, they don't really have the confidence, they don't know the marketing, they don't have the networking groups to attend. That's where I would come in, sit down, and try to show them how to actually treat the real estate industry like their own business. Yeah. So we would sit down. We would run through their calendar. I would take a look at what they do every single day, help them get a little bit more focused. Because in real estate, we're 1099 employees, right? You're not getting paid for your time. You don't clock in. You don't clock out. So if you don't have an actual strategy and you're not looking at your calendar and how much time you have in the day, you're going to be behind the eight ball. So I really just try to take a look at younger agents, see what they do every single day try to show them if we get a little bit more strategic that we can make the best use of your time, you'll be able to find more deals. You'll be able to network with the right people that can maybe teach you something that even I don't know. Yeah. You know, maybe I can hook up a younger agent with um, someone like yourself or somebody that has the experience that can say, Hey, this is what I've done early on in my career. And this has helped me tremendously. Or, you know, we talk about picking up the cell phone. You got to make the calls. If you're not willing to yeah. do the activities, do the stop buys, brainstorm, all of that stuff that no one wants to do you're not going to be successful. And I'll be the first one to say it. Yeah. I think, I think it's about the relationship building is like the biggest part. And for me, when I got into the business, I was primarily Bucks County. And then I started doing more Philadelphia and I have like family originally from Philadelphia. So I was, wasn't like not familiar with the area, you know, and living in like lower Bucks, I was super close by. So I would say that my business was always kind of like 60, 40, and then it was 50, 50, like bucks in Philadelphia. And then as I started to like work my way primarily into the city, it, for me, like I already had a sphere that was around, but I needed to build my Philadelphia business up more. And so part of that was creating relationships with other vendors and, you know, leaning on other vendors for help. And it, it doesn't even necessarily have to be money. Like, I'm not always like, oh, I need this lender or this title rep to give me money for X, Y, and Z. It's not always about like the monetary. It's just like, like putting on events. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. You paid for, you contributed, but it wasn't yeah, like we a, do things an together. entire thing. Partner. Yeah. We partner yeah, yeah, on yeah. things. So, and that was a win-win because, you know, we had agents, I put agents in front of you and like from a, another standpoint of like networking and relationship building on my side, like I was able to meet people that I never talked to before and for sure. vice versa. Um, but I think that a lot of new agents, like don't understand that concept or maybe they've just come from like a corporate America job or they just don't really know. Like you don't know what you don't know when you get into the business. And so like for me, Facts. that was bit, that has been a really strong point is the um, relationship building. Well, it's funny you say that because one of the things that I try to tell agents is if you're going to do cold calls, right, why don't you just mix in a couple other agent calls local to the area you're trying to sell in? Because yeah. if you can do that, well, let me stop myself first. People won't understand the value of why it's important to meet with other realtors because they go, oh, well, they're never going to buy a house with me. They're never going to list a house with me. But it's not about them being your direct client. It's let's say you have a listing and I'm another agent 
if we've had coffee, we've had a drink, we've broken some bread together, had some laughs, at least you're a familiar face. So if I put an offer in that's the same as someone else and we're two top offers, you know that I could do, do good business. You'll be like, hey, I'd rather give the opportunity to Brendan knowing that he's closed files with me. Yeah. His lender always does good work, gets him to the table. And that's it. That's the yeah. easy one. You know? I like say that all the time. I was saying to um, that agent that we had breakfast with not that long ago, I was saying to him like, you should meet with other agents. Like you should take another yeah. agent out to coffee like once a month or like once a week or whatever it is because you never know when you have them on the other side of a deal. And I've actually had that come to fruition. So I had a deal with another agent in the city who was with another company and she, I guess her admin was like out for the weekend or something, like out sick or on vacation or whatever. And I not humbly say no that I submit really good offers as far as like the organization of it like how I submit the email how everything's highlighted and like easy for the listing agent to get it and say okay this checks off this 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 and this this yep. is what my seller needs this is what they don't like this is how it compares to other like I try to make like a little extra time for me is better for them you know like I'm gonna do that all day for my clients especially when it comes down to like the little things like that when we were in like a crazier market um so I submitted a really clean offer for her and she only had one other offer on the table and we went back and forth for a little bit and we were able to kind of like come to an agreement and I said I said to the agent hey like don't worry about it because she was like all stressed her her admin wasn't around she does a very good book of business I'm like I'll take care of it like I'll make sure everything's lined up I'll loop everybody in like you go deal with her daughter like you know she had you know a younger child and all that and she was so appreciative of me being like it's a we're working together yeah. like it, we're not against each other like we're working together so that your client gets what they want and my client gets what I want and then we all get paid at the end of the day like people forget that it's not like a war all the time it's not a competition right when we're so, at the table so did all that, had a great experience. Um, and then after the fact, I she let me know like, hey, I have some off-market listings coming up. Here's a list of them if you have any buyers. Like, bring them. I would love to work with you again. And so that was like check one. And then a few weeks later, I followed up with her and I said, hey, I'm going to be in your area. Like, would love to get coffee with you and like talk to you about your business. And I wasn't trying to recruit her to my company or yeah. anything like that. I just genuinely wanted to know more about what she does. She does things at a way higher level than I do. And I appreciated working with her. And I do know, I don't think she ever will. However, if she ever is unhappy where she's at, she's going to call me. Sure. And then also... I just called her again the other day and said I had a buyer in South Philly and she had something that was coming up that you know fit the criteria. So that's like, people were like, oh, why would I meet with someone in my market that like sells in my own market? And I'm like, that's why. I'm the type of guy too. I mean, I'm in sales for a reason. I trust in myself. I'm all about the competition, but it's not always a competition with every single person you meet. You know, it can literally just be just looking to grow my network, just looking to build my business however I can. And it's better to be known by many than not by many at all. Yeah. So if I walk into a room of 100 people and 85 people know me, there's 85 people I need to say hello to, but 15 people that are at that point that I need to meet, you know? Yeah. And you just need to build your business and build your brand. You need to stay top of mind. That's like one of the most important things for me. It's anyone that knows me and is going to be watching this knows my social media is a little crazy, but it's all <laughs> purposeful. Um, so, yeah, I just I always try to just stay top of mind and try to meet as many people as possible. The more people you can touch and help, the better impact you're going to have. And again, even if I don't work with that agent or that lender, there's going to be a day we're across the table from each other where they do a closing at my office. And at least we're familiar. We've had a cup of coffee. We've had a chance to talk. And it's not that uncomfortable, awkward thing of like, oh, well, you never returned my phone calls. So. If you don't return my phone calls, I will find you. <laughs> and I'll kill you. <laughs> Not that far. <laughs> um, there was something I was just going to say now that totally wiped my mind of that. Um, <laughs> oh, you, there's going to be, so I say this, I don't know like how this relates for you, but there is a real estate agent for every type of person and personality. Yeah. People work with you because of the way you make, you make them feel because you're trustworthy, because you're genuine, because they can relate to you. So there's going to be a ton of people. Let's say Dom is a real estate agent that are going to work with Dom and never work with me, whether it's because they just don't like me or they never have the opportunity to know me. Like I just won't meet them. And they're maybe down the street from me. Like yep. there's just enough to go around. And so that's why I just think it's crazy when people are like, like I just had coffee with someone at, um, 
not yesterday, the day before, an agent like hit me up and was like, hey, let's grab coffee like in the city, whatever. And they're like very close to being com- like much closer competition than like normal. Yeah. And I don't care. Like. Also, just to throw this out there too, like going on the relationships, everything in title is regulated. So for someone to work with me, it's not because I'm less expensive than anyone else. This is the disclaimer for. <laughs> this is a disclaimer just talking about, no, just talking about relationships. So relationships are the most important thing for me. And you're always just trying to build a real relationship with someone before going ahead and ever expecting or even wanting to do any business. You know, I think where people go wrong in my industry specifically and in my role is they want to sit down with someone specifically because they do a ton of business, right? That's great. But like when you do that, you're going to to put yourself in a spot where it's like, well, what can I offer them? They're looking for X, Y, and Z. But I don't do that. I sit down with people and I spend that hour, hour and a half, however long that they're willing to give me. And I just try to figure out who they are as a person, what they've done prior to real estate, why they've gotten into this. Do they have family, hopes, dreams? Like, what are you looking to do with your life? You know, and when you ask people regular questions about life instead of, hey, how many deals have you done? Hey, what's your production? Hey, can you introduce me to someone else? Those are all great, but I can look that stuff up myself. How did you, know? you, how did you learn how to do that? So that's a funny question because I worked for Xerox for a couple of years, a big Fortune 500 company, and Xerox is a ton of training. Um, would send you away to New York City for like a week at a time, every six months or so, and you learn about the psychology of people, how to sell business, the art of cold calling, stop buys, and uh, even though the industry wasn't for me, it put me in the best spot for now because I learned so much about how to call how to stop in, how to really plan my week. Yeah. Um, and like we said, if we're not planning our weeks out, we're flying by the yeah, seat of our pants, block. you know, like by today, my next week is already planned out. So every Friday I make sure I plan my next week. I have X amount of meetings every single day. I have X amount of phone calls. You have to know your ratios, right? In any type yeah. of sales, it's X amount of calls to get X amount of people on the phone, X amount of people on the phone to get X amount of meetings, X amount of meetings to get X amount of listings or potential buyers. That's how I would try to run it. And that's how I try to at least teach the people that I work with, primarily younger agents that aren't familiar with the process. You know, again, somebody like yourself or a $10, $15 million agent that's been doing it, they've got a process. They have systems set in place that someone taught them. You know, most of my agents, I would say, my biggest brokerage is Keller Williams. I know you guys have all these classes and all this education, bold, whatever you want to call it, coaching specifically. Shout out Jimmy Stofi. That's my guy. Um, (laughs) But not everyone has that, right? Like there's these smaller brokerages that people join and I would ever never speak bad about said brokerages, but they're not really, they're just there to collect the check, you know? And I think well, the great think thing is, no, they have value, all just there not to all of them, the check. Like, but they're not providing the same value that a lot of teams and bigger brokerages yeah. do. Well, that's why it's important for an agent to build, make relationships with people that like you. Exactly. And, and like, I'm not the type of person that ever, sits down with someone and says, hey, let's get you out of there and find you a different situation. But there's been plenty of times when someone says to me, I'm not happy. You know, like, here's my split. Here's what I'm getting. I'm giving X amount of my commission away to my team lead, but I I don't really see why I'm doing it. Yeah. And then we ask the, you know, telling's not selling. You got to ask questions. Why are you, why do you think it's justified that you're giving them 50% of your commission? Why, why, exactly. We can go down this rabbit hole. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. We don't have to. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. I'm not reinventing anything. Team structures the way that they are. The MREA tells you exactly how to do it, and that's it. Exactly. All right, well, we can end it on that <laughs> note. We'll move on to the next one. Um, it's a sticky situation. It's not. I just, we have different views on this. I've also been an independent agent on a, what? Different views. I like no. it. Let's turn up. It's going to get a little toasty in here, no. but you know what? I'm already sweating, so... <laughs> How are you sweating? We have the I'm air. Wearing, I'm wearing today. a vest. I'm wearing a vest. <laughs> I'm wearing a vest, and I feel like I'm in public speaking right now. I, well, I think it's the lights. No, it's not the lights. No, I. I'm saying like I think that's what makes us like all of the lights. <laughs> we changed the whole podcast. Brendan starts singing now instead. Um, no, I was an independent agent for two years. I joined a team because. At the time, the split was the split, and it provided the most value and leverage for me, and it made the most sense. Now, would it make the most sense forever? Um, I think if there were, like, a couple small tweaks, it would have for 
maybe not forever, but for yeah. a long time. Um, and the only reason why I left is because I didn't see myself as a teammate. Like I just okay. didn't fit in as a person under in an organization. Like there wasn't, there wasn't a ceiling for me there, which was great because uh, you can join the wrong team. For sure. Like you can make the wrong decision and join the wrong team and like hinder your growth. Um, that wasn't the case where I was at. It just, my personality is not a buyer's agent on a team. Yeah. It never was. You I just don't need the help from a lot of people. Like you have stuff that you've done already and yeah. you know, and you're also very strategic and planned. Yeah. So you don't need someone to tell you like, hey, let's go do this. Go make these phone yeah. calls. Hey, yeah. let's jump on a call for an hour every single week to be accountable. You don't really need that because you hold yourself accountable. Yeah, I do know? have. Well, I will say within holding myself accountable, I have a structure coach. in place. I have a coach. Well, I kind of have a coach now. I'm kind of in between coaches right now. But um, if you listen to this first podcast, I basically use Kate as my coach. Um, but and I did 19 deals by myself before I was on a team, but it was over just under two years. Okay. And Still I was solid. coming to a slow point and I was out of productivity coaching, which shout out to productivity coaching in Keller Williams, because I think I'm like a product of that. And I'm really thankful that they have that program in place for their new agents. Um, but yeah, so I needed someone to lean on. I needed structure. I needed guidance. I wanted someone to pay all of my monthly debt. So like my mindset is always like, how do I eliminate as much monthly reoccurring debt as possible or just make my income surpass that? So at the time I was renting an expensive apartment in the city. It was like a mental health decision. It was not a business decision, um, but I was okay with that. I knew that was coming and I got all my business cards paid for. I got my marketing paid for. I got lunch every now and Let then. I got leads. I got my office bills paid for. I got my best, my desk bill paid for. I had literally like, I think my monthly bills were cut probably like 75%. Really quick. One thing that I will say is you don't need to give X amount of percent of your commission to get a lot of the stuff that you just said, because well, yeah. one second, one second, please. You can go do what you do every single day and build those relationships and find people that want to invest in you in a legal RESPA compliant way <laughs> and go ahead and do things yeah. together. Business cards, leads, yeah. marketing, well, all hey, of that stuff you guys yeah, can do with yeah. someone like myself, another title partner, another lender. There's going to be people out there that are going to see the value in you as a person, yeah. not just a cash cow that's going to bring them deals because that's not what anyone wants. We don't want to look at people and say, oh, well, this person's more valuable than the next because they do more business. No, it's you have to invest in people for the people that they are. I'm not telling you to go out and take somebody to a crazy expensive dinner if they haven't done any business, but I'm saying you should still look at people like they're people. You know, we're not a product. I really want to get you to stop saying but. But, but. No, and. and. Because when you say but, you take back what you just said. And sometimes it's not a but, it's an and. Well, I stand by what I say. You're not <laughs> listening to me. <laughs> Are we gonna cut it out? You're Is that not. You're me? No, you're just not listening to what I'm saying to you right now. Okay. Say, I'm listening. You could say a small brokerage is great, and uh, okay. you would find more value if you were with someone who provided more education. Because if you say "but," then you're saying it's not great. I'll say I'm not trying to dismiss it. I'm just what saying, I'm saying it's is better for you. There are, yeah, yeah, sure. So there are plenty of smaller brokerages that I recommend agents to. I don't need to shout them I out was right now. Just using that as an example sentence. Oh, that's right. You can shout them out. Shout out Prime Realty I knew Partners. That's who you were gonna say. That's my homies over there. No, good people over there. Yep. Uh, can I say that too? Like some I don't I wanna say this correctly. Some companies are very tunnel vision on that. Like closed door, well, in different aspects. Some companies are closed door with their own people and they're not like very forthcoming and giving. That's why I like Keller Williams because it's all about not coming from a scarcity mindset, like always helping others, helping like sharing ideas, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but some companies for like the exterior, like, oh, I work for this company. I can't talk to you. Or like, yeah. and I'm all about like, Code I have mingling. friends in all different companies. I don't care where you work. Yeah. Also, you might find something at XYZ brokerage that I 
don't find valuable and is valuable to you or something works over there or you negotiated your own situation over there and I don't need to know about like that's your own business and whatever. I don't care where you work. I just care that if you're on the other side of a deal with me that you're not an idiot. Yep. Like be competent. Be good at your job. That's all I care about. And if you're in a situation where you either complain about your situation, like you don't like where you work, but you don't make it make the move. That's annoying. Or if you are not good at your job and your broker or whoever's in charge of you is not teaching you or helping you, because that's another thing. Like before I would even say like before Keller Williams, I know agents that have been the business like 30 plus years. And they tell me like horror stories about like, they didn't have UNO at closing. Like they just like never did it. And they just didn't know. Or like, they they just didn't know how to do anything because they don't teach you how to be a real estate agent in real estate school. Yeah. They give you vocab and laws and amortization table. They just say go <laughs> get like licensed and other go things. sell. You know? And you memorize all this for like hours on end and then you're like, okay, I, I passed the test. Now what do I do? You don't know how to write a contract. Yep. You do not know how anything works. Then it's a bad representation of realtors in general and the brokerage you represent. And think about you're not this knowledgeable. though. You go, you get licensed and you sign up with someone, not Keller Williams, because they taught me literally everything I know. I would say like 97% program of what I know as an agent, whether it's business or relationship building, I have learned through Keller Williams or through people at Keller Williams. But besides that, if you go somewhere that does not provide education, does not provide coaching, does not provide classes, maybe they don't even provide mentorship. How the hell are you going to make it in real estate? Also, like, how do you even conduct a deal? Like, you literally don't know what you're doing. There's no way to find out what you're doing. Well, I think what happens is when they don't know, they literally have someone else do it for them. And it's that mentality, like, you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach him to fish, you feed him for life. So all that education that you can get is going to be way better than just saying, hey, go out and sell. And when you get that deal, just come back. I'll run the, I'll run the paperwork for you. That's not going to help you in the long run. So that's why education is super important. And yeah. that's, that's why I really do love KW. And I actively try to recruit KW agents because they're knowledgeable. They normally have structure. And there's, we can put plans into place and it's not like out of the ordinary. It's something that someone already told them right out the gate. This is not a KW ad, by the way. Definitely not. Go wherever you want. Do whatever you want. (laughs) EXP, Compass, all the other great ones out there that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. Remax. Berkshire. Remax. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Anyone Um, else out there? (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Castle Public Adjusters. If you have fallen victim to property damage, Castle Public Adjusters is your first and only call. They will make sure that you get the maximum compensation for your property loss. Remember, avoid the hassle. Just call Castle. 215-752-1237. 2020, Walt Markowski. Don't know him. We just had him on the show. Oh, nice. I should have watched the podcast. You should know him because he... Owns three brokerages. You actually, we should probably connect you too. Um, probably he should. Owns a 2020s also a property management company. Okay. And what did they say? Over 500 properties, I think it was. Uh, a lot of properties and like 120 employees and three offices. Yeah, but yeah. I think they said that they have nine property management employees or something. Seven to nine property management employees, including himself, and they ha- manage over 500. I think that's the number he said. They That's do impressive. a very good job. Yeah. I refer them. Shout out to them. To Cheers. all my investor clients. They've also done like, you know, when um you do like a post-settlement possession. Do you know what that is? No, I don't think so. Okay. So it's basically like when the buyer rents the property back to the seller for like a period of time after they close so they can okay. like finish the deal. Sure. Um, I've used him for that too. Like not just like regular property management, like f- to manage the rental for like the short period of time. Do you guys have some... Business that's transacted. Yeah. 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 Always. And I, I just refer a lot of people to him and I've met, he's not. Okay. So this is actually, I feel like you would love this. So at my old brokerage, the other Keller Williams I was at before I was in the city, he, my OP and my team leader would have like a top 20% mastermind every Wednesday. And sometimes they would bring in speakers that were not with our company. Just like doing well in the, in the, in the market because we're not scared. Yeah. We also, we also think that you do a really good job, even though you're not here and we want to learn from you. Like, I think that's so respectable and people don't do that shit. It's funny you say that because it's way more, what's the word I'm looking for? Like 
caddy, I guess, in title. Because yeah. the title people, oh man, if I see someone <laughs> in title, I like want to go say hello. And that's yeah, just the know, person in, that I am. You know, in-house is crazy. Woo, shout out to them <laughs> in-houses. I'm like the villain in their their life story, these in-houses. They just love me. My, um, my OP would be so mad right now. Hopefully he's not listening to this. The in-house has- Hopefully he is. The in-house has never introduced themselves to me. Well, that's the one thing. And, and, and I think that's wild because yeah. I, if I didn't know you and I wasn't in love with my processor at court. Shout out Joyce Shout Buck. out to Joyce. Um, I probably would use them because I wouldn't use anybody else in the city. I haven't met, I haven't transacted with another title company in the city that I like. In my old in-house, who I'm like this with, I still send them some business, send them like a lot of my Bucks County stuff. Um they do a really good job as well. And I have a good experience with Keller Williams in-house title. So naturally sure. I would just use whoever my new in-house is. And I don't think that that's like a misstep on the onboarding process because I think all the information was offered to me. I just think that they either dropped the ball or didn't care enough to introduce themselves to me, which is <laughs> really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really bad. Again, I'm not the type to ever negatively sell. I can speak highly on all of these other companies that are my competition because that's just the type of person that I am. But like you said, it just becomes a, it's expected that you use them, you know? Yeah. They don't feel like they have to work for it. And well, there's no incentive to use them and incentive. I mean, like there's like some stuff in Keller Williams where like, <clears throat> I like, I don't know if it's like per office or how it works, but sometimes offices will be like, okay, you can get same day or direct deposit if you use in-house right because of like how it's like tied in it's just easier to process sure so like that's how they sell it but i don't even think that was even ever said to me i don't really even think that's like that they give a value add though because well some agents don't know how to manage their money manage their money and their business and they need that check the day it closes I don't. Yeah, I guess. Well, maybe like once or twice I've been like kind of like. Look, everyone wants to get paid when they're done doing like, their job, right? I won't survive if I don't get this check, but I've also been like, damn, I wish I got this before Friday. Also, I think <laughs> one of the challenges that the in-houses have is they don't always have someone like myself to actually go and build these relationships with people, right? You're actually have... the first, besides Marissa, you are the first no, maybe there was one other mortgage letter that was in brand of business development. Business development. I, but I think you're probably the first person that I've ever worked with that is in that role. Well, and, and the first one for title. Yeah. And that's my point. It's that when you don't have that like actual relationship with someone and you can't go spend time with them, like it's funny for me because I actually have really strong relationships with people on a personal level, not just us doing business. Like I host people at my house. We watch sporting events. We go do stuff together. And this is just because, like, we want to spend time together. Yeah. You know? Um, it just comes down to they're not spending the time and they're not really learning you as a person. They're just yeah. thinking, like, hey, send them orders. Send them on over. Well, like, my in-house transaction coordinating company, I love all of them. They're all great humans. And we chat and we when we have, like, events at the office, we're, we're always friendly. And they know I came in with a TC. So, like, I wasn't immediately, like, looking for them. But they still were like, hey, we know you have something. This is what we offer. They send me the emails. Like, we still have a relationship that we, we that we formed. And I'll send, you know, my TC is, like, freelance. So she'll do other agents. She's not just mine. And I will refer her agents and if a new agent comes in the office, like one that like we met with, I'm going to say like, you should go talk to take me to closing because I know that they're good at their job and they're good people. Maybe I don't necessarily use them, but they went out of their way to introduce themselves to me and build the relationship. Unlike other people. I mean, all the mortgage lenders did it. They know they don't mess. They're around. all going to shoot their shot. But that's kind of like how we met too, though. Like the person that introduced us was not sending you title. So I was just going to say that actually. So. And that goes to saying that not every single person that you meet with is going to do business directly with you. If you have a good relationship with them, though, they can still refer you other people. So yeah. one of my really good friends, we don't do any business together directly. He did make a great introduction to me for Juliana and one other of people. One really good friends, too. And um, he's on a really strong team. He's got good structure. He's just a good person. So go out he's and build like those relationships. He's also not an idiot either. Like, he can tell that, like... You're consistent. Yeah, and he knows. Hard, and so, yeah, I'm just thinking no, like, I I think that that's interesting. Like, I've done that for other people. I have relationships with people that I probably shouldn't because they have 
obligations to their brokerages, yeah. right? So they will make recommendations for me and make introductions or without naming names, I had a meeting with someone scheduled a couple of weeks back and they were in the coaching program and that person didn't go meet with me that day. It's part of our industry, right? That happens. So the coach, again, not to be named, said, hey, whatever happened with that meeting with Brendan? He's like, oh, I didn't go. And he's like, oh, well, did you reschedule? And he said, no. He's like, well, don't, you don't do that to him. Like, he's not that guy. You go meet with him. So we scheduled something. And I had my first meeting with him at Chick's Deli, best cheesesteaks in Philly, best cheesesteaks in the Brendan area. Brendan loves name dropping things, places. I'm all about promoting people, if you haven't realized. But um, so we had our first meeting and had a really good time together. And next thing you know, I got that text message today. Hey, send me your email. I'm sending you over a buyer. That's amazing. So, you know, you're not going to work with everyone directly. You try to. It's not always going to be a good fit. Yeah. You know, again, just because everything is so regulated, it's going to be a lot of relationships. And like, how do you think you can help my business? Yeah. So you really just have to find out what each person is looking for. I will say for anyone who doesn't know how to figure out if this person is good for your business or not, this is, these are what I asked you know, like, what's your turnaround time? Who's the processor? Who's going to be my direct contact? What's the communication like? What's the value that they provide? I mean, we've hit like most of those points. And I will say that I said, if my TC likes you, you can stay because my transaction coordinator does everything contract to close. So I don't really even deal with title that much. What? No, no, you don't. That's fine. What's the face for? I just, I was just readjusting myself. Okay. So, um, you know, I was like, yeah, sure. Here's your shot. Here's this deal. And of course, choice is just. I can bring people in the doors. Kiss. I can't keep people there. That's going to have to. The people that touch the files behind the scenes, you know, all of our processors, all of the closers, notaries, whomever, they're the people that make a lot of the magic happen. But some Let's do a terrible real. job. And that really annoys me because I'm like, my whole business when, with my clients is built around the experience. Like I want, I have had multiple deals end with Jewel. This was so easy. Everyone has such a stressful, hard time buying a house. And you literally made, like, we didn't even have to think we just signed. We just reviewed paperwork, signed it. We were on schedule. You and Kayla did an amazing job. You helped us. You brought in great inspectors and lenders and title people. And you literally just made this like a walk in the park. Thank you. That's, that's my win. And that's what I want. And if I have a title person, processor, whoever, like sending me a million emails, clogging up my TC, clogging up me, yep. asking for things that we don't need to ask for or not doing any of those things, not communicating at all, then like that's gone. Like you, if you don't, if you're not in line with m- my vision and like how my process is, like you're out. Well, that's why And it's Im- very easy to replace people in this business. Oh, for sure. There's so many of all of us. Yeah. It's really important that to actually set those expectations right out the gate. So before we even ever have an opportunity to do any business, you have to ask, like, why do you work with that certain company? What do you like about them? Give me the information. Give me the tools so I can make sure that if we do a deal together, I'll make it as seamless as possible for you. you I really respect the one time that you called me and you were like, hey, I'm about to go in this meeting with like my my team. What's like the pros and cons? Like, yeah, what do you like from your previous title companies that you've worked with? What do you like that we've done? What you do you don't like? Like, I need to know when I go into this meeting. So, like, I'll tell you right now, everyone likes compliments, right? Everyone likes to hear when things are good, but even more, we can't get any better unless we know when things are bad or if, even if they're not bad, if just like it didn't go exactly how you would have thought, like that whole wave the magic wand and like, what's your experience going to be like? If something was, the ball was dropped somewhere or something was said at a closing and it just didn't seem like that perfect experience for you, just like, let me know because. Oh, I let you know. Oh, I know. And guess what? (laughs) We make it right going forward. We have to be vocal. We have to have good communication on both ends. So it's super important when someone can actually, and you have to have that relationship with someone yeah. in order for them to tell you without feeling like, oh, is this going to hinder our relationship? No, like I welcome yeah. the good and the bad. Like we had like one minor, minor hiccup at one point in a deal. What are you looking no, at? No, no, like no. That I, look, it's inevitable and that I, things will happen, and right? I, first of all, I'm much more calmer than I used to be. I think I'm pretty easier to, easy to work with for the most part. Easy going with me. I don't know how you work with everybody okay. else. So I don't really normally get upset unless things make me look bad when it's not my fault, especially with my clients. So, Especially like, when you make recommendations, it becomes a reflection of you. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. That's why it's. Yeah. Like I told them to use. Well, I didn't tell them. I said, Yeah, you made hey, a recommendation like, hey. You should use this company. Core is pretty solid. Feel free yeah, to look at whomever. Yeah, here's a couple whomever. other options. Yeah. Here's uh, like one other option. Yeah. So anyway, um, instead of being annoyed about it, I called you up immediately and I said, hey, this cannot happen again or I'm not working with you anymore. I don't and, know if it was that brash, but. <laughs> She's no, trying to it wasn't, on that, me right it wasn't now. that deep. It wasn't that deep at all. But it was something that very minuscule situation, and um, it also you took place after well. the closing was changed. changed we like couldn't get times. Julie out of the same exact closer she wanted. I'm very particular. As you, you earn the right to do that. I, but I will say the reason why I bring this up is not to be like Core is bad because Core is amazing, no. and I wouldn't, you wouldn't be sitting here. Um, it was that when I told you, you were like, okay, noted. And now on my file, everything that comes in, you have like prefers this person yep. that this location or whatever it is. And so my transaction coordinator is the same way. Like she knows when I give people a couple of home inspectors, one of the companies, there's two home inspectors that I specifically like. And if they choose that company, I will not let them have anybody else because I know that I can confidently send them there and that inspector is going to be calm and thorough and answer questions. It's not about them like inspecting and not like scaring them. It's about them giving them the service that I would provide if I was doing that job. Exactly. And so my CC has noted that when she sends these options, it says, if you choose this person, request XYZ or XYZ. And so I really respect when businesses are very good at taking note. And when you were Very like, thorough. it's on your file, it won't happen again. I was like, wow, I love that. Well, how can I give you the best experience if I don't know what you want? Right. A thousand percent, which is why I told you. Yeah. And that's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> you have to but ask. Yeah, essentially that I really like driving. I'm like telling you what happened and you're like, it's, it's in your file. It's noted. And the funny forward. thing is I remember that specifically, I was actually at an event sitting down at a fire with a bunch of people. And he answered I the got, phone and said, what's wrong? Like, <laughs> Literally I know. Before he like, knew. I, I always, well, Are I knew okay? that we had what's a closing, <laughs> you know, she called pick up and it's just like, figure out what happened. Yeah. We can get to the bottom of it. Okay. What did I you like? I was that mad. You weren't mad, but was it was a like, right, 15 gonna, or 20 minute like, conversation yeah. when I was at an event. So I knew you weren't happy. What? You could have just said like, no, hey, no, no. I, gotta go. I will give anyone the time of day. A networking event is not like I'm sitting down at a lunch with somebody. Yeah. One on one time, you know, and that's the thing with me is we talk about how important communication is. I keep my phone on the table and this might rub some people the wrong way. I tell them when we sit down, listen, I'm going to get if you're giving me an hour of your time, I'm going to give you my undivided attention. The word you don't want me to use, but what will happen and is no, there is a but there is a but. But what happens is if I'm working a deal and something is super important, right? Someone could call me. I'm not going to answer the phone in the middle of a meeting. Yeah. When someone calls me and they send me a text message after with a 911 or please call me, yeah. I'll say, hey, listen, out of respect for you, this might be you calling me one day and you need my help right away and it's time sensitive. Can I take two minutes and take this call? I'll be right back in. I respect And then I do that. that, you know, and that's something that when I set expectations, all about expectation oh. settings, they really appreciate it. There has been maybe one person in the last two years that said, I don't think that's very professional. And again, it's not going to be a good fit. I'm not going to be a good fit for everyone. I'm going to hold people accountable. I'm going to put you sometimes in positions that feel a little bit uncomfortable when I have to ask you the tough questions of like, hey, you're not happy with the production you've done. Why do you think that is? Have you made X amount of calls? Have you gone to the events? Have you done the things that we've set in place for you to be as successful as possible? If you haven't, we got to hold each other accountable. Yeah. You know, uh, no, I, I, I like that. I think I'm the same way. I like to, I've been more often depending I on the situation. Water. My water? You're not drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> I go like this on the table, but I think I'm in a little bit different situation than you are. Mm -hmm. Also like banks are closed after five o'clock. Any problem can be solved in the, yeah, it's just a little bit different. Like I've gotten phone calls like on Saturday at like 11 o'clock at night about stuff. And like, it's funny for me, maybe this might not come off the right way, but I tell people all the time, call me whenever I'll pick up whenever you might get me on a martini or two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's real. That's me being real. Being honest. Being real. I'm just, I'm just being, being honest. honest. Uh, 
<laughs> to the TikTok videos that said, I don't need to be real. I just need to help you make more money. You should do that. Yeah. I yeah. just want to be real. I just want to be your It's like, I don't. Tech, your, what does it say? Like, I it's, need to be real or I don't. No, it's really, a be real is a thing. I don't know. What you know is. what be real is? No. It's, I don't have it either, but it's basically like an app where you like take a picture of you in where you're sitting and then it takes a picture of like what you're looking at. And it's two frames. Oh. And it says, I, you're supposed to say, it's called a be real. Because yeah. you're like in the moment. So the trend is, I don't want a be real, like no spaces. And then you do no spaces. Like I want to be your title rep. Oh, so I would just say, I don't need to. You could just. I don't want just, to be real because that, is it I am loaf? real. I Let's am genuine. Honest. Let's, Let's just be, be real. real. <laughs> exactly. That's what came to my head when you said that. And you know me, like I'll bust out singing, not yeah, on this. Well, you did earlier. Bad. No, you yeah. did. <laughs> you did in the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> Didn't even realize. Sure. <laughs> Wasn't he singing earlier? Maybe. Um. So anyway, in closing. In closing. Any final thoughts on or advice for someone who's maybe in a sales position or on networking or. Yeah. Relationship building, anything else you want to leave with leave with the listeners? Um for me a segment, leave it with the listeners. Yeah, leave it with the listeners. For me, as far as like sales goes, I think everyone should just try to be as genuine as possible. And I'm not telling you not to be a chameleon and work a room and you know, try to understand each person's viewpoint, but just be yourself. You know, like people can smell the fakeness. They don't want to work with someone that's gonna pretend to be something that they're not. They want someone that's going to give it to them straight and tell them exactly how it is. And again, because I am so genuine and so real, I'm not going to be a good fit for everyone. I'm a lot. I'm go, 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 go. Some people just want to take my title order, have good communication yeah. and get me to closing. And those are good clients. But I'm looking for people that really want to like leverage our partnership together so that we can both grow our respective businesses and like really help each other hit our goals. So yeah, good communication, th- be yourself. I think that's kind of how I was in the beginning. I was like, just do a good job. Yeah, just do a good job, you know? Realistically, though, getting to closing and having good communication should be a given for any company. It's if not, though. It's not. And I have, like, terrible experience be, where I, for whatever reason, the buyer had a relationship with title before they met me or I gave someone a chance or whatever. And, like, <sighs> it's bad or, like, shady. Yeah. That's we don't scary. Do that. We're pretty... We're very open. We we are really transparent. Like, that's scary. Yeah. This is important. This is the most expensive thing the average person buys in their lifetime. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. That. Well, that's why you need a good team behind you. Again, I can I can do all the – I have a great job, very fortunate, very blessed to be yeah. able to go out and meet with people all day, and I'm very extroverted, so that fits my personality. But, But – the processors and, and the closers are the ones that are going to actually make it happen. Can I? No. Why are you pointing the finger? He can still say Anne and it works in that situation. They're, they're, he's not taking back what he just said. They're two different words. It's not that he's taking it back. He's showing the other side of it. Exactly. You usually think this, but this. Because if you just say and, it means you couple them together. When you say Correct. but, you're trying to show the difference it's, between the or two. Or you're coupling the both ideas. It's yes, I'm extroverted and... Okay, we're allowed to agree to disagree on yes, some and. things. That's the great yes, thing about. Yes, and is the word. Well, that's the greatest thing it's about having real relationships and partnerships is you can have differences. You can <laughs> see two different yeah, sides of things. I don't agree things. with everything that Brendan says all the time. No. However, Joyce does a great job. Joyce does a great job. <laughs> the, we'll leave it at that. Joyce does a great job. This she is does. this is Joyce's day. <laughs> this is about Joyce. The thing is, if Joyce was on this podcast, it would be going a lot different. <laughs> what do you think? Should we bring her on? What do you mean? What do you mean we're going different? Just again, you're talking about two different types of people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Joyce is not a business development. Right. I mean, most people aren't going to be you're like Brandon the, Carey. Let's be real. Let's just be like, real. <laughs> let's just be honest. <laughs> you like reel them in, yeah. And like you capture the fish, and then she like cooks it. Well, everyone knows I'm the cook. Okay, but not like that. Whip it up. <laughs> Give them your socials. It's one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Tell them what your socials are. Oh, core title Brendan no, on Instagram. Your, not <laughs> your social security, you <laughs> dummy. I meant your social media handles. Yeah, I think it's core title Brendan and, uh, on Instagram and Chef Boyardino on TikTok. 
Chef Boyardino. Do you want to tell them why? It's Chef well, Boyardino. I do love Very to cook. Quickly. I mean, Chef Boyardee. It was like a play on Chef Boyardee. Nickname was Dino as a kid. Figured I'd throw that together. Why was it Dino? Uh, um, <laughs> my mom is from Italy. I'm one of five. All my other siblings have Italian names. All my cousins. It's Marisa, Marcello, Domenico, and Cinzia. And then I have Brendan, Ryan, Carey. So my dad tried to uh, make it a little bit more Italian. And we c- called me Brendino for a long time. And uh, we just shortened it up. Yeah. Just wanted to know. Cooking game is very strong, though. I've got friends giving coming up tomorrow. We've already nice. made sweet potato gnocchis from, scra- from scratch. From scratch. You should do a Friendsgiving with realtors. Yep. We're also going to do like a little uh, <laughs> yep. secret Santa type thing. Oh, Everybody cool. get together and do that. That should be a good time. Connor maybe, will be in that, which would be nice. Maybe we'll do another podcast discussion on client parties or events. Everyone feel likes like to feel have, appreciated, right? We have like a whole thing with that. No, we do. I feel like that's Not something that you to... and I are kind of like, that's like our yeah. thing. Well, it's nice because people always want to go and do all the fun stuff. You need to find the ways to build the value into and make it important for them. Like just going and buying a a tray of food and drinks and having people come by is not going to always be as beneficial when you set it up though, to where it's like, Hey, let me introduce you to the people that you don't know here. Yeah. They're at this spot. You guys should try to set up a coffee. You yeah. know, I tell people, if you're an agent, you're going to buy yourself a cup of coffee in the morning, most days anyway, yeah. for you to go spend five bucks to buy someone a coffee in the city, maybe check out a new coffee spot, talk to someone, understand what they're doing and how they've been successful. It's going to have a big impact on you, whether it's, financial or it's more knowledge knowledge is power you know so the more information you have the better jules really doesn't like any of these little little things that i'm dropping like the guy with the fishing the fishing thing she's just like i mean i matched it (laughs) i matched it with the description of you reeling them in and joyce cooking there you go no knowledge i just made me think of who says that tupac knowledge is power truth he has like a thing in the beginning of one of his songs no, I'm not oh, sure. Just power, truth is something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. R.I.P. Um, anyways, that's going to be it for today. Love it. If you're not following me on my socials, since we already shouted out yours, it, it, it is on Instagram, J-U-L underscore the realtor, or on TikTok, just Jewel the realtor. No spaces, no capitals, no underscores. J-U-L-T-H-E-R-E-A-L-T-O-R. Just making sure we're going to sign you up right. for, this, for the spelling bee as well, actually. Um, <laughs> if you're not following the podcast already, make sure that you follow us on your favorite streaming platforms and stay tuned for more episodes coming soon. Finger guns. <laughs>